No one knows the future and we're not pretending That in a single weekend we can guess this year's ending When you listen next week only, an hour's gone by Don't know if we can do it but we're gonna try We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long. Hello, welcome to Talkin' 2024 with Noah and Jim. It's 2.20 p.m. on Black Friday. This is episode 8 of 53 that we are recording back-to-back, bringing you a weekly forecast that's timely and untimely. Like a mutt whose DNA test reveals their breeding. Or a cat toy that doesn't end up pleasing your cat. That's right, we're talking February 18th through February 24th, 2024 with our guest of the hour, Sam Abrams. It's National Cat Day in Japan this week, so we will be talking about pets. I'm many things to many people, but people listening to this podcast call me Noah Max Levine. And here with me is your co-host for winter, Jim O'Donnell. Hello. How are you, Noah? I'm good. That's good. Yeah. Are you feeling it a bit? I just ate a sandwich. I just ate a sandwich myself, and I uh, feel like that added a little bit of oomph to me. Yeah. I don't know which direction the oomph is. Yeah, I, I had a turkey sandwich, and I know turkey can make you tired, <laughs> and now I'm realizing that might not have been the best uh, decision on my part. It's always a tricky question. Well, Jim, uh, do we have any birthdays this week? Yes. This week, we wish happy birthday to Regina Spector, Olivia Rodrigo, Elliot Page, Emily Blunt, and Stubby Clap. And Kelsey Stewart. Oh, and Kelsey Stewart. And Kelsey Stewart. Uh, let's meet our guest. Sam Abrams is a crafter and photographer. She has read almost 50 books so far this year and 400 total logged on Goodreads. Sam, welcome to Talkin' 2024. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having us have you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and thank you. Thanks, Jim. Just thanks. <laughs> no, Jim, thank you. I, I just wanted also to be here. <laughs> okay, did, did anybody, this is very much not about talking about Thanksgiving, except when we get there, which we eventually will. But did anybody have like a thanking tradition in their Thanksgiving where you have to like formally thank people at the table? Yeah. So I think I started it when I was like a cute little kid and I thought it would be like a precocious thing to do. And now my dad kind of runs it. So he (laughs) um, had us all go around, but like we didn't go in any reasonable order. So he went first. He also wanted to have a moment of silence for the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the most basic, like, non, uh, n- like, there's no side, I guess, in, in how he wanted to address it. He didn't want to get political. Um, but I thought that was an interesting touch. And then my mom went and she was at the other end of the table. And then it went around the table. So eventually it got to me and it ended with my brother. But it meant that, like, our guests who are not part of the like immediate abrams group were a little bit put on the spot which i think was fine i mean most of them just said they were thankful for the eagles aren't we all yeah (laughs) well the if you are listening to this on the day it comes out the super bowl was four or five days ago so people's feelings about the eagles may or may not be strong at this time i mean they're always like it's like a blood running through your veins but yeah sometimes i guess you're mad at your blood i don't know that <laughs> metaphor didn't work well <laughs> well you are if you're morbius michael morbius of the film morbius um do you have a morbius count for this podcast <laughs> that was one i'll keep i'll uh start one right now um 
the, uh, the other thing that happened last week is Madam Web came out, which is in the same universe as Morbius. But I name dropped Craven the Hunter when we talked about it. <laughs> oh, is Madam Web the Spider-Man one? Yeah. Okay. I know it's been in my world a half hour, but I completely forgot about what we were talking about with that. I like to think that if you're listening to this podcast, you have already or you're about to, to go see Madam Web because it's probably like literally coming out right as this podcast is. I mean, I hope it's good. I do. But we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> no, we should We should actually do the first thing we're supposed to do. <laughs> Speaking of things that would happen next week, Sam, are you much of a planner? I am a short-term planner. Like, it helps me to break things down into smaller steps and that sort of thing. So, like, I can plan my day. I can plan my week. Um, when it gets further out, I get a little overwhelmed. So, I rely pretty heavily on my calendar. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you, you do keep a calendar? Well, is it physical? Is it a Google? I keep a Google calendar and I'm also a notebook person. So I have a crappy version of bullet journaling going on if I'm, you know, organized enough. (laughs) You just showed us a green notebook. Yeah. Do you think she said blue notebook? What? Wait, why did you say green? I be just because he wants to paint a picture for your listeners. For the podcast. Oh my god. I thought okay. (laughs) Let me break down what I thought happened there. I you said bullet notebook, right? Yeah. And then you showed us the green notebook and then Noah went, well, that's a green notebook. And I was like, did he think she said blue notebook? And that was a thing. (laughs) Am I missing something? Okay. And you know, in Noah's defense, I usually have a blue one. So I went rogue and got green. And, uh, you know, my life has never been the same. (laughs) I was going to say because there's so many colors, designs of notebooks, but... The color green is a, is an excellent color. I just took off my green sweatshirt, which people also can't see. Yeah, like uh, like a Lisa Frank notebook. <laughs> we were just talking about Lisa Frank. Did you have a, like a notebook that you liked as a child? <laughs> like a Lisa Frank sort of thing? Yeah, that's what I was getting at. I think I was a binder kid. So I think I had a lot of binders that like I had to have for school. So yeah, I'm sure I did. And I've definitely found like journals from when I was little where I'm like writing bad haikus and like talking about how bad my friends are because like you know it's your whole world when you're in seventh or eighth grade some awkward doodles daria style you know where the eyes are like just a dot (laughs) so you were a journaler at the time uh sporadic are you still a sporadic journaler yeah yeah so sometimes i'll use it to like process i like taking notes so i can come back to it because i don't keep anything in my brain anymore so yeah, I guess so. But it's not like a regular practice. I think that would be nice, but I just don't have the consistency. Uh, I think we all do. Yeah, Tom, what's up? So, uh, Oh, Tom, turn yourself up. Oh, no, I'm so low. There you go. Uh, I'm the now one controlling the, the dials, and here I am. And now I'm <laughs> controlling a dial. Uh, no, I just started journaling at like 33. And immediately like filled like a couple pages and was like, Oh, I just offloaded all that bullshit. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Usually I just keep it in my back. You know, like, just, like yeah. immediately felt better. And I, I also like it as a way to trace. So I am in this current time in November. I am not currently teaching. I left last year's teaching position thinking I would just get another one. And it just hasn't happened. Like gotten close a couple times and it hasn't been a good fit. But I will like sit and write out like, how did I get to teaching? And where am I going from here? And like, what a, like what does this direction look like? Because it always feels like it's supposed to be really linear. But like, 
your life is kind of random half the time. <laughs> like sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, you met someone and then like you, you got onto something else. So that's often what I use journaling for is to kind of like trace these things through for when I'm getting overwhelmed of like, oh no, it didn't go this way or I wanted it to be this way. Do you use it as a form of like organization for yourself? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I'll do like, see if I can find. When I was teaching, it was absolutely crucial because otherwise I wouldn't remember anything. So I'll show you a page that I'll describe. It's so complicated from last spring where I have like a list of the things I need to grade and a list of things to print. And I was covering for um, another teacher. So I like wrote myself a note of like, how do I log this? Because I don't actually remember how to mark my hours or whatever. And a list of like all the kids who were absent. So I don't hold them accountable and then make them stressed out. On a more organized day, I may, I do all of that in the morning and then I add to it over the course of the day. Yeah, I noticed that you had uh, other colors in there. Oh, was the red <laughs> just like you had access to a red pen then? Well, you know, I, I keep seeing this thing go around that's like, don't buy the journal and all the different colored pens. You're not that sort of person. And like, I am that sort of person. <laughs> I really love having a couple options so I can highlight things and that sort of thing. When you want colors, you want colors. Yeah. Don't just... Don't settle. Yeah, don't give me black <laughs> Sharpies. Jim, what have you got? I have my own uh, segment that I've been calling Winter Whimsy because I will be here for the winter months. And Sam, winter gives a feeling of whimsy to some people uh, with, you know, snow and hot chocolate. Is there anything from the winter that gives you that feeling? Well, a couple things, I think. So we just moved into a suburban rental um, rather than our city Philly life that we've had for, I don't know, over 10 years. I'm really excited to make some weird snowmen in our little yard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like I really am strongly, I'm hoping by this point in the year we've had at least some snow because last year we didn't really have any. You know, I'm a little bit of a weird person and I feel that like when we moved in initially, the first thing we did was Joe bought an Eagles flag to match the neighbors' <laughs> Eagles and Penn State or whatever else flags because we need to indicate to our neighbors what sort of person we are. And so there's only space for one flag, but there is space for some weird ass snowmen. Yeah. I also love this. Is I know this is going to be way past the holidays, but um, we got some of that like snow spray that you put on the windows. I love the TikToks of people like drawing these amazing scenes in the snow spray. And I, number one, am allergic to the snow spray. It makes me so itchy. Really? But number two, but number two um, I don't have that level of artistic ability, but I do want to do some snow scenes because we have this like nice front window as well as an upstairs window. So I might do ones where it's like someone peeping out or something like that. It's still snowy in, in February. You could still decorate your window with snow spray. You just won't do Santa. You'll do a nice scene for President's Day. <laughs> Probably. Or George Washington. Make a nice six foot four snowman. My mom's birthday is on President's Day. So it's like I imagine like the presidents and my mom, <laughs> you know, like in the Mount Rushmore sort of situation. Yeah, wild that all the presidents of the United States' birthday falls on the same day. Yeah, pretty wild. I mean, it's convenient, honestly. Yeah. I can't wait for your mom's term as a president coming up. Oh, yeah. She's running on um, low carbs, high Pilates. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, pastel paintings for everyone. Or I guess pastels are not paintings. Sorry, mom. Well, let, let's talk about more things that are happening this week and what we think we'll be up to. You know, what what will be hip, what'll be hot, what'll be cold, because it'll be cold probably. Yeah, we we think we're getting snow. We think we're getting snow this year. I keep hearing everyone say like it's supposed to be really bad this year, but like I wore a sweater earlier today and it was the first time I've worn a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'd be up for some snow and some like inclement cozy weather i'm i'm also a fan of such weather also at this point so we have the not to brag but we have the broadway series for the kimmel center oh i looked on my calendar and um at this point we will have seen mrs doubtfire uh, i have all hope that it will be a nice show but i I think this thing of turning movies into Broadway shows is so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. And I think Robin Williams properties being turned into something else where someone else plays him is um, wrong. Did you go to see Mean Girls in January? Or will you have gone to see Mean Girls in January? The musical adapted into the movie from the movie from the book? (laughs) Most likely, yeah. (laughs) I'll, I'll see like whatever's there. And I did see the musical when that came through. And it was, I thought, fine. I'm sure this is not a popular opinion, but I just, I would like to see some original stuff yeah. too, more, you know? Yeah, see a Hades Town. I love Hades Town. It's the only Broadway musical I've ever seen. I haven't seen the Mean Girls musical, but I've listened to the soundtrack. I like a lot of the songs, but even the soundtrack is worse because they're like making the same jokes from the movie. And it's like they're stopping the song to say lines you've already heard. It's like, but you did so good. You made a good song, you know? I forget exactly what it was. I'll have to ask Joe. But when we saw it, there was something that they handled really flippantly. And I can't remember what it was. And I do think that they like tried to update certain things for, you know, the 2020s. So like queer characters, it's not so much like a like, because I remember there was a character in that, that the rumor was that she's a lesbian. And that's why like no one liked her. Janice Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember her name. Yes. And they like updated it to be like, there was something more to it that made her like unlikable, quote unquote, not just that she was queer because that doesn't land anymore. No, in 2004, that made sense. Not a good sense, but it made sense. <laughs> and I forget what it, there was something that they made a bunch of like really casual jokes about that left Joe and I feeling kind of like, Ugh. isn't there a girl who is like making out with one of the teachers? Am I misremembering oh, that? that? Yeah, maybe that was that. Because as an educator, like I do not find even jokes about that funny because it's so freaking creepy. <laughs> yeah, and because I remember the movie not playing it off as like this is a horrible thing, just being like, eh, "See, she's so she, she's such a person. Right. She get she's getting with the the teachers. Eh, am I right? And it's weird. That happened for real at my high school when I was in high school. Yeah. There was a girl that was two years older, and she I don't know how far she went with a music teacher. But that was like the talk of the school, as I guess it should be. But I remember even as a kid being like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) why can't you get someone your own age? Like, what's going on for both of them, really? But mostly for him. Yeah. Yeah. So Mean Girls, that already happened. That happened in January. We're here in February. (laughs) One thing that's happening, the uh, presidential primary race is continuing on this week on the 24th. The GOP South Carolina primary, the Dems pushed theirs earlier. Are you following the news? Are you thinking about it? Where's your, is your mind on it at this point in the year? In February, yeah, I'll be paying attention. Here in November, I'm paying less attention because 
I do not want to exhaust my energies on candidates who will be dropping out. And I, you know, am just trying to enjoy our ancient president while he's here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he, he called into the parade um, for the Macy's Day Parade yesterday for Thanksgiving. And he's talking to Al Roker on the phone. And you can tell neither of them can hear each other. And Jill's in the background being like, Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, perfect, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's a parade right there. A, a lovely mess. I don't think it'll be too overwhelming yet, but I think this year is going to get annoying Yeah, in the pol- political sense. It seems like it might be a repeat of the last one. And that was pretty annoying. It, w- it was it was just hard. Yeah, I'd agree with that sentiment. Another thing happening this week, there's a video game coming out called King Arthur Knight's Tale, but I don't know anything about it. Maybe you're playing that. Is it the Heath Ledger Knight's Tale? I wish. Because that's all I know. I love that movie. Just a new Paul Bettany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul Bettany was in that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's nude. Quite nude. A yeah. couple times. That's how he's introduced. Have you not seen this movie? He plays Chaucer. Uh, the writer? Is, mm-hmm. Yes. It's very endearing. Is he more nude than usual? He's it, just like nothing. Absolutely, He's wearing nothing. You can't be more nude than the <laughs> nude he is in Knight's Tale. And that's not the main reason to watch it. The yeah. main reason is like the quippery and the like honest heart of Heath Ledger just being a cute little knight. It's really good. With his merry, merry band of people just trying to help him be successful. Like, it's very sweet. Well, maybe maybe I'll watch that um, this week, February 18th. Or in the past. Yeah, watch it now. Watch it in four days when you are able to. <laughs> yeah, in four days. Yeah, once you wrap. <laughs> There's three movies that I know are coming out this week. Just quickly, one is called Drive Away Dolls, one is called Ordinary Angels, and one is called The Invisible Fight. Have either of you heard of any of these? I hadn't heard of them before I looked this up. I'm going to look up Drive Away Dolls because I think I have. That's the Coen Brothers movie that's coming out. Or Coen Brother? Yeah, it's just Ethan. It's a road comedy film. I copied like the shortest version of the summary I could put in, but it's very involved. It's about a, a person on the road after a breakup. and It's a very Coen Brothers type plot summary. I saw a trailer for it last week and the, it's two girls are like they want to take a trip to Tallahassee, I think. They rent a car, but the guy renting the car, it's like a mistaken identity thing. And so the car has a, like some sort of something that people want in the trunk. It didn't show in the trailer. So now these girls are being chased by like a Coen Brothers style <laughs> <laughs> group of, you know, interesting looking people. <laughs> so like 10 characters played by John Goodman. <laughs> I don't know if John Goodman's in this. I think he should be in everything. But I haven't seen if he's in the Holland cast. Now we got Matt Damon and Pedro oh, Pascal. Yeah, oh, we 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 had a brief Pedro Pascal moment earlier. I mean, everybody's constantly having Pedro Pascal moments. By which I mean a couple weeks ago. Twenty twenty three has been the year of the the Pedro Pascal. I I would argue Pedro Pascal belongs in a Coen Brothers movie, okay. and I mean that yeah. as the utmost compliment. Do you think that's because he's good at running and screaming? Like, oh, I'm scared screaming? <laughs> I, th- I thought of it because he's a great character actor and he's yeah. just such an endearing guy that he just belongs. But yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can't do a George Clooney style, like, startle scream run, then, like, you don't belong there. 
or or you can be a deadpan child. That's the other option. <laughs> Um, this film, Ordinary Angels, is a drama starring Hilary Swank. So, you know, based on a true story, a hairdresser rallies an entire community. I don't know. Well, first of all, do you think you're going to go see Driveaway Dolls? I, I like I like Cohen things, um, even though it's just the one. This one has um, the guy who plays Reacher in it, Alan Richson, who is just oh. A, oh. a charming square hunk of man the guy who didn't get to be aquaman is that him oh yeah it is he is from smallville yeah that's him okay well he he's he's in this film it's not my genre i'm more likely to see driveaway dolls i think i feel badly saying this but i'll probably watch it when it's on streaming because it feels like same this sort of thing where you're like oh this seems cozy and like you know have a little hot chocolate i did see it was coming out and i decided to myself to watch all of the Coen Brothers movies because I'd only watched <laughs> half of them. And I was like, eh, might as well watch the other uh, back half of those. Yeah. I took a Coen Brothers class in college. Really? Yeah. So Oberlin has, um, they're called like Excos. So anyone can teach a class on anything and you can take it for a credit or, or not. So a lot of people like that's how they would learn how to juggle or crochet or whatever. Um, but they also had ones that were a little bit more informational. And I took a film of the Cullen brothers class and it was these two guys who were like two years older and clearly best friends who just wanted to watch movies and get credit for it but like i was a freshman and i'm a real like a real goody two-shoes go-getter um so i at, for my final project recreated my favorite scenes with my friends and did like took photo stills and then like edited them to look like they're from the scenes and they were like shocked I put any effort in. <laughs> but it was really cool. Like, I mean, I watched a lot of movies I don't know if I would have seen before and definitely got familiar with their style so I could, you know, bloviate about it in a college kid sort of way. I'm a, I'm a big Coen Brothers person. What were the the stills and what are examples <laughs> of this? Because I'm, I'm very curious. I did the, I need a baby, hi. They got more than they can handle the ra Raising Arizona. So that's like, she's in a car and that was pretty easy, the car window. Um, Big Lebowski, my friend had like a bathrobe. So we did the Julianne Moore, like with her bathrobe, where she's about to take it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's the Billy Bob Thornton one that's all in black and white? It's so beautiful, but I can't remember what it's called. The man who wasn't there? Yeah. Um, so I had, I had my roommate do that, but I... um. The lighting wasn't dramatic enough, so I had to, like, paint in all the shadows. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, like, so ridiculous. And we did a burn after reading the, like, the the gif that everyone sees of Brad Pitt doing this, like, little dance. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I actually, I think that character's name is Chad, and I had a friend named Chad, so I was like, it must be him. <laughs> Casting is easy. <laughs> but those are the ones I remember. There's probably two more, but I remember the the man who wasn't there one was really really hard and my roommate was like the most happy-go-lucky person and i was like look more serious more serious but you know college that's what you spend your time on i guess you have the time yeah <laughs> you have the time you have a friend named chad what else are you gonna do there's one more movie coming out this week uh that really intrigued me it's called the uh, invisible fight it's an estonian film peter de bruges for variety wrote about it under the headline the strangest Estonian black metal kung fu movie you'll see this year. Uh, the trailer looks pretty wacky, so you should check it out later, see, see what you think about it. But 
We're also starting to run short on time, and I said we were going to have the opportunity to talk about pets. Uh, it's National Cat Day in Japan this week. There's a lot of cat-related things that go on in Japan, but uh, what's your relationship with pets? I love them. I have a dog named Gritty who's the best, although, you know, occasionally he, like, gets really affectionate with someone and then is like, <laughs> just to fuck with them. So he's got a power trip thing going on. I grew up with a dog. We also had a bunch of hamsters. And my dream, you know, most people have like a dream career or dream house or whatever. And my dream like life situation is I went to a a person's house that I worked with when we walked in the door, just as we were walking in, he goes like, oh yeah, I hope you don't mind dogs. And we walk in, it was his mom's house. And at the door are six shih tzus. (laughs) And it felt like being on Endor. It was so (laughs) Everybody, like I was with a group of people. We were on like a road trip. It doesn't matter. But everybody got a dog to snuggle with. And so my current state of pets is that I have one dog and I would like to get my dog a dog and Mm. then get that dog a dog and just continue on. Like a pet pet in Neopets. (laughs) Yes, like a pet pet. (laughs) But right now that's, that's not... We're not set up for it. But the, eventual, the eventual dream is like to be one of those people who fosters pets and just fail fosters all the time. My uh, my my mom. That's your mom. <laughs> yeah, she tried. She tried to foster pets one time. Couldn't do it. She kept them. It seems uh, tough. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's not like my sister fosters all the time, and she's had like probably a hundred dogs go through her house. But she has not kept a single one because she's good at fostering pets (laughs) and passing them along. Is she like pretty intense about who ends up adopting her pets? Oh, yeah, Uh, absolutely. She wants to make sure they get a good home. We had um, my parents um, have a dog that's the same age as Gritty and they got him a couple years before. Before they got him, they were talking to someone else who like wanted to do regular checkups and like come by at random times to make sure the dog was cared for and like my parents are they couldn't possibly keep a dog even outside like they're yeah. just they're, like they're gonna take care of this dog but um the way that this woman was talking to them, i was like if you adopt this dog you're also adopting this woman okay <laughs> she will stop by every three months whenever she feels like it my sister is not that intense. That's good. <laughs> she might like text people once in a while and be like, hey, just want to check in. How's, your, how's the dog doing? And that's about it. Much different world. I don't want someone showing up once in a while to be like, all right, dog's still being taken care of. Bye. Uh, we found our dog. My cousin works at a, a shelter. She works at um, Homeward Bound, which is the Camden County shelter. Shout out to them because they're great. And so she had we had told her we were looking potentially for a dog. And so she had texted and said, you got to come see this dog. Like you need to get here as soon as possible. And so that's how we found Gritty. And then later she found a, a kitten for my coworker that I was working with at the time um, who wanted to get a cat for her son for Christmas. And I was like, he, I've met the son and here's what he's like. And she was like, I got the cat for him. So if that was all her job entailed, I think it would be a dream job. <laughs> <Sounds so nice. laughs> is this a good time of a year to get a pet? In the winter? February 18th? I mean... You know, middle to end of February? Well, you don't have the, like, holiday, you know, people get... Like, the, there's the Christmas and the Easter boom for shelters where, like, people get their kids a pet and then they realize it's harder to take care of than you'd think. Or for Easter, like, they get them a rabbit or a duck or something. Yeah. And, like, it's way harder than you'd think. So I would say, yeah, why not? Because also, 
you're home more, like you're not going on vacation so much. Like people, I associate that with the summer. My only concern would be like, if you got a pet that needs a lot of outdoor time, you might not want to do that. (laughs) Or you might have to be like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get warmed up to have to make sure you're animal gets lots of exercise or whatever. I don't know. And that can be tough in the winter. We are running very low on time. So first of all, Sam, we could talk for longer. Thank you so much for joining in with us. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Any non-time sensitive things you want to tell the audience about? Um, I just started doing stuff with the Clay Studio this year. And Mm. so I want to give them a shout out because their classes are a little pricey, but you get to go to the studio anytime you want almost. And so I've made just a butt ton of squat little pots <laughs> so, and that are getting better and better and better. And it feels good to learn something um, that I kind of knew, but then be able to like see your skill grow. So I guess I'll say if you've been thinking about something like that and we're in the middle of winter and the part where it gets really grumpy, maybe take a class or do something that you want to do because... If, if you can, if you have the time and the resources. That's good advice. Um, this is also perfect timing if anyone's hearing the noise in the background of our recording, because this is the part of my notes where I say thank you to Subbona Creativity Project for hosting us today during the day while we're recording. There are kids upstairs doing arts, kids arts. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, you know, usually they do after school programming, but because it's a holiday, they're here during the day. So check out Subbona Creativity Project. They have comedy shows in the evening. They have things going on for kids and family um, and kids and a family, no, multiple families. So, so check it out. Um, we're glad to be here. Don't forget about the Southern Hemisphere where the seasons are reversed. And uh, we're going <laughs> to leave everybody with the takeaway, something that they can useful, that they can take with them this week. We'll all try to contribute and send the people out with this thought, which is... The best name for a new pet this week. So if you get a pet this week, what do you name it? This being February 18th. Well, you could certainly pick a name of a president, and some of them are cute, like Woodrow. (laughs) Oh, Woodrow's a good one. I don't know about the president's legacy, but that is a cute name for a dog. Yeah. (laughs) Tom's giving the thumbs down to Woodrow Wilson's legacy. It is a president from 100 years ago, so probably (laughs) not good. Uh... Well, the um, the people in Ordinary Angels, their last name is Schmidt. So you could name a dog Schmidt and be like, Schmidt, stop shitting. You know, like, you know, it's kind of a rhyming thing. It's pretty good. <laughs> I gave that a thumbs down already. <laughs> Jim, you got one? Um, there was a thing that was on like Nickelodeon a long time ago where a kid named his dog Monsieur Boufflotet which is uh, French for Mr. Beefhead. Okay. And I like that. Let's do it. Mr. Beefhead, that is your takeaway. See you all next week. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Jim. Uh, uh, and then I say goodbye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Talking 2024 was recorded at Sawabona Creativity Project in South Philadelphia. For more information about their programs, go to sawabonacreativityproject.org. This episode was recorded on November 24th, 2023, and therefore should not be considered a trusted news source. Music for this episode was written and performed by Sarah Clemency. You can find more information about our guests in the show notes and via our Instagram at Talkin2024. For any questions about the podcast, you can email Talkin2024 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great week. How can you live a year in just three days? How can you live a year?
the same chair Living a year without going anywhere